So I was thinking about the types of mistakes I make. And one type of mistake I make is driven by my ego. So here's an experience I just had. I'm driving. And I'm driving in the right lane on a two-lane highway. And there's signs for construction up ahead, which means everyone is going to have to get into the right lane. So I'm driving along in the right lane, and I notice that the people in the left lane aren't immediately moving over to be in the right lane. Some of them are continuing to drive in the left and sort of, you know, taking advantage of the fact that that lane is now quite open to move ahead. And immediately... I got angry. I got angry at the people in the left lane. And I was like, oh, they're taking advantage of other people moving over to make their own position better. This is absurd. And when it came time for the left lane to end and essentially those people to be forced to merge into the right lane, I was quite, uh, quite reluctant, let's say, to make room for them to come in. I was like, you should have merged a long time ago. Then the construction ends and, you know, I'm shifting between lanes and then I'm in the, in the left lane for a while. And again, there was construction up ahead and I'm going to have to move into the right lane. And most of the cars in the left lane start to move over. But I'm like, you know, it's not safe for me to move over to the right lane yet. You know, the cars are moving too quickly. The gaps are too small and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until closer to where I'm going to be forced to move over. And by then the traffic will be slower and they'll be forced to let me in. And I looked over at the people in the right lane and I thought, look how docile they are. And I got very angry at them when they were sort of slow to let me merge into the right lane. Think about this for a second, right? First, I was an asshole in the right lane to the people in the left lane. Then I was an asshole in the left lane to the people in the right lane. Over the span of about five minutes, that's how long it took from my perspective to completely shift based on my position. And both times I thought I was acting reasonably, sensibly, correctly. Both times I got angry at the person in the other lane and treated them badly as a result. In effect, if you think about it, I was getting angry at myself. I treated myself badly. But I think this is the real kicker. The next time I get angry, I'll probably make the same mistake. Because anger isn't thoughtful. Okay, here's another another type of mistake I make. I love optical illusions. And there have been some excellent ones recently. I'll, I'll try to remember to link in the show notes. But again, here's the key. Even after I learn the truth, I can't see the illusion. It's like a blind spot. We all learn about blind spots, but the blind spot is still there. I can't convince my brain to see the truth. So those are two types of mistakes. So what does this mean? Well, I think it means that when we're in certain situations, we inevitably make mistakes. When when we're controlled by our ego we predictably make mistakes. When we're controlled by our emotions, we predictably make mistakes. And when someone exploits problems with our brains, 
biases or heuristics, again, we predictably make mistakes. Now, I just read a book called Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me, and the book discusses this idea more broadly, that we automatically interpret everything so that we come out smelling like roses. And the book gives a lot of examples. Here are just a few. Often we think that we hurt someone because we hate them. But the truth seems to be closer to we hate someone because we've hurt them. And there's a great line I heard somewhere else that goes, the Germans will never forgive the Jews for Auschwitz. And you know, I think there's something deeply true there. Another example, once we identify with something, we automatically create the us category or label. And then immediately we create the them label and we hate them. Another example, we rewrite memories. We think of memory as being very accurate and it's, it's not. Eyewitness testimony is actually the least trustworthy form of evidence. Now, None of these are conscious errors. No one sits down and says, I'm going to rewrite a memory, or I hurt this person, therefore I'm going to start to hate them. Our brains make mistakes automatically. We don't even notice. We think we see the world as it is when we're seeing it as we want it to be. Our brains are public relations agents, and when someone points this out to us, it doesn't help. So this got me thinking about another class of mistakes that I think is similar. And this is when we think we're in one domain or world, but we're really in another. Let me step back for a second. So one of Nassim Taleb's ideas is the fat tale. And a fat tale is when an event is very, very rare, but its impact overwhelms every other event up to that point. Think of a um, river that floods every spring and you build a town based on measuring the floods over a 10-year period. And then one night, the 100-year flood happens and destroys the entire town, killing everyone. That's a fat tale. Well, Caleb talks about two worlds. There's a world that has no fat tales. And he calls this, you know, his terms are a little strange, but he calls this mediocristan. And this is a world where intuition works. It's a world where you can gather enough data and use logic and empiricism to make inductions about the future. Height is an example that lives in mediocristan. If you meet a thousand people, you can bet on the height of the one thousandth and first person without risk of being ruined. Then there's the world with fat tails, and this is extremistan. And this is a world where intuition does not work. It is a world where data is insufficient and logic and empiricism will lead you to make inductions about future events that are not true. Wealth is an example of something that lives in extremistan. If you meet a thousand people, you think you know how much the thousandth and first person makes in a pretty tight band. But if you bet on it, you run the risk of ruin because Jeff Bezos might walk by. And so, you know, I always worry about talking about Caleb because I can just see him calling me an idiot when I do. So, you know, take a lot of this 
as my attempt to be correct, but you know, his books are worth re- reading. Anyways, Mediocristan is what I think of as Sam Harris world. It's where we can gather enough data to make good predictions. And it's where experience has predictive value. It's the world of utilitarianism, where you can do the math about what the right action is. And then I think of extremistan is Jordan Peterson world. It's where you can never collect enough data because the key event happens so rarely. It's where your experience is too limited and too finite to have predictive value. It's the world where utilitarianism doesn't work. It's the world where we have to trust at some level the wisdom that has survived because that wisdom is based on thousands of generations of experience, winnowed and selected by time. And that means we have to rely on rules. And the term for this is deontology. For example, thou shalt not kill is a deontological rule. Under deontology, you don't get to decide that this murder is the exception because of math. Deontology says that the ends do not justify certain means. You know, and maybe that's because your murder victim is Franz Ferdinand. So, the kicker, and I hope this sounds familiar now, is that we don't know which world we're in. The border between mediocristan and extremistan is extremely hazy. And we already know that we often make mistakes based on ego, based on emotion, based on our brain's inherent issues. And when we make the mistake of thinking we're in mediocristan, but we're really in extremistan, that can be existential. So, okay, fine, but what can we do about this? You know, I say this a lot, but, you know, I think we have to be humble. We have to understand how limited our knowledge is, especially because we know we're biased to think we know more than we do. We have to be cautious about assuming we're in mediocristan. We have to be cautious about thinking we can predict second-order events or effects in complex systems. In other words, the goal is the Sam Harris world. We want to get there, but we need to think very carefully before we dare venture outside Jordan Peterson world. I think we need to ask ourselves, you know, what could happen if this really is extremistan? Because, you know, we learn through mistakes. Making mistakes is essential. But if we make a mistake in extremistan, we may never get a chance to make another mistake. Caleb recommends cutting the left tail of the distribution. And, you know, this is improvement through removal. It means not doing things that could result in catastrophic loss. It means not playing Russian roulette. Okay, I want to think more about these ideas, but I think I've gone on long enough this week. Thanks for listening.